0: 7% on Rotten Tomatoes. What? 7% and it's one of my favorite movies to watch. What is it? When I was a kid, whenever I'd feel small or lonely, I'd look up at the stars. Wondered if there was life up there. Turns out I was looking in the wrong direction. When alien life entered our world, it was from deep beneath the Pacific Ocean. A fissure between two tectonic plates, a portal between dimensions, the breach. I was 15 when the first kaiju might land in San Francisco. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Style Guide podcast. Uh, I'm Dave Morris, and... Not with me as always is Stephen Ray Or He's actually uh, been called to work in like Saskatchewan or something, doing something, so he he couldn't record today. So instead we have a very special guest who's appeared on this podcast once before and he's back by popular demand, Mr. <laughs> Scott Thompson. How are you today, Scott? I'm doing very well, Dave. Thanks for having me again. Oh, it's it's uh, wonderful to have you here. And, uh, and today, and it's actually perfect timing really, because Steve-O and I decided in advance that this podcast was going to be about... Uh, um, Pacific Rim yes. and other bad movies was sort of the topic and you are one of the few people I know that actually <laughs> like the movie Pacific Rim
1: I love it I love it so much
0: yeah and that and that that's kind of like what prompted this whole uh idea for our podcast was this fact that there are bad movies in the world yes. that somehow and for some reason people love yep Including myself. There are some bad movies that I love. Uh, and in fact, when I was looking up lists of bad movies that, that have like horrible scores on Rotten Tomatoes, some of them I love. I really do love them. And, and does, it, it, does it
1: hurt you it, when you find out that they have received bad ratings or I, actually bad movies? I don't think so. <laughs> it doesn't hurt me either. <laughs> yeah, so
0: um, let's, let's just start off uh, for a second here with, um, with why Pacific Rim? For those of you who have not seen it, Scott, can you give us a quick synopsis of the movie Pacific? Bear? Sure.
1: There's a, several different levels of synopsis I can give you, but the quickest is it's giant robots piloted by humans fighting giant monsters from the bottom of the Pacific Ocean.
0: That's that's a perfect that's a perfect summation of the film. Uh, and I watched it again this week because I was like, going to prepare for it. And some of the moments of that movie are really, really hard to watch. Yeah, yeah.
1: But I they're totally forgivable.
0: Yeah, and you know, it's this like um I don't know, one of my rules for like how do you how do you know a movie is bad is if it opens with a voiceover from the main character explaining <laughs> what's happening. And in Pacific Rim, it starts with one. It, it Yeah, it's gr- like
1: it, it's a great bad one.
0: Um and I got to be honest, uh the beginning of that movie I think would be so much better if the uh if they just showed us the exact footage without the voiceover. Really? Yeah, just like just showing me giant robots walking into the water, and we all of a sudden this giant monster shows up and attacks this boat, and there's these two guys in a machine fighting together. It's like I would figure out most of what the voiceover is probably. Told me. It was just yeah. like, and the voice that it's in, it's like, oh my god, it's so bad. It's like,
1: I didn't, uh, this is a Jaeger, yeah. me and my brother,
0: we weren't very smart.
1: So we could hold ourselves in a fight. DARPA fighter tech technology. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah it, it's, it's
0: just so unnecessary. I love
1: now. the, like, I mean, it's bad, but that's, I think that's what got me into it right away. When he starts talking about when I was younger, I used to, when I felt alone, I'd look up to the stars and dream of if there's a life out there. And then I was looking in the wrong direction. And yeah. I'm like, what? yeah. Because <laughs> it's underwater.
0: <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. Pacific Rim is a, is, uh for all of you who have not seen it uh it's a bad movie. Uh it's cheesy, it's uh it's uh over the top. It's in your it's it's very everything's really blatant. Yeah. Um but it has robots fighting monsters. Yes. Which it, it's like when they were making that movie they were like, "Okay, if you were 5." <laughs> what kind of movie would you like and uh, then they made it
1: and the director could have been a 5-year-old and it would have probably turned out somewhat similar yeah um, it's i think that's what but that's i think that's a great point that, that they would think about the movie a 5-year-old would enjoy there's a lot of nostalgia factor i remember growing up watching movie, shows like ultraman you know giant beings fi- power yeah. rangers even fighting yeah. giant monsters so, yeah
0: and power rangers also, yeah, a bad show, really bad. Uh, and, and like I think we talked about this last time you were uh, doing the podcast, Inspector Gadget, and how Inspector Gadget, the cartoon, is makes no sense at all. Yeah, there, there's great. no continuity; scenes just jump around. And He's all not stuff. even the hero. He. It's confusing. It's like you don't even know what's happening in the episode, let alone who the hero is. Like, like just basic, like yeah. Oh, it was daytime before, and now it's nighttime. Like, <laughs> basic things don't make any sense. Um, but yeah, so I think I think uh, I think the bigger point there is that even though it's a terrible film, it has that one. Really redeeming factor, which is that we get to watch robots the fighting monsters in, mm-hmm. yeah. in the water. In the water. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes there's, like, three giant robots fighting, like, two giant monsters. <laughs> <laughs>
1: At the end, it's actually two giant robots fighting three giant monsters. Yeah, like, it's, it's just, just overload. It escalates. Uh, but, like, the things... Like,
0: like, what are the things that make a movie so bad? Let's talk about those first. Sure. Before we, Like, what is a bad movie? A and bad so... One thing about... and I'm going to use Pacific Rim here as like my, my, Let's do it. my template because yeah. it hits all of them, which is why, why I'm <laughs> yeah. so shocked yeah. that it's still good to some people. Um, but the first thing is uh, an opening voiceover where a character has to explain everything that's happening. That's bad. That means that you couldn't find a better way to make a movie that you just had to have someone explain what was happening. It's lazy. It's that's lazy. exactly what it is. It's yeah. lazy and shows shoddy filmmaking. Unlike The Force Awakens that opens with... Just like the beautiful, like Ray um, scavenging and, sh- and she's like riding on her speeder and she's like marking yep. the days on the thing. It doesn't have to tell us anything. We get what's happening in, yep. the, in that moment.
1: That's actually a really good comparison because I hadn't considered that. Yeah.
0: And like those, like the difference between like good filmmaking and bad filmmaking, bad lazy filmmaking is a voiceover. Yeah. Uh, so that's one thing it does that's bad. Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: But the writing itself, I think is also really cheesy and corny. Yeah.
0: And then the other thing is the cheesy writing. writing. Yeah like dialogue that is just so layered and not layered uh just put on really thick just to make sure you get that he's a badass yeah Yeah.
1: stating themes of the movie in like a really bad way uh i think i think in pacific rim um when she he she looks at a picture of uh the main character's brother yancy uh and he says sometimes you make choices and you got to live with the consequences Are you kidding me yeah, yeah it's the that's, worst
0: it's like that is the theme of the movie it's just mm-hmm. really bad mm-hmm. you gotta live with the consequences I'm gonna fall through the middle of the world into another <laughs> portal that leads to another and then world he blows up all the bad aliens yeah it's amazing and actually you know surprisingly one of the things about that movie that isn't what makes it bad is the science of it forget the science of it that's cool like drifting so like you share sure. a brain with somebody uh, a portal in the bottom of the world that creates totally a wormhole cool. Cool. None of that is what makes that movie bad. Surprisingly, that's yeah. all. Like, sure, I'll accept yeah. giant robots fighting evil monsters that sure. are actually genetically made by another <laughs> A species, A species yeah. on another planet who are trying to destroy us in yeah. the worst, like, dumbest way to destroy us possible. Yeah, <laughs> there's got to be better ways to destroy yeah. people. But um, yeah. So like uh, so uh, sloppy, lazy writing. with, yep. Like the voiceovers and stuff, mm-hmm. and then just cheesy, layered or thick, thick. Thickly laid on dialogue. Yep, uh, those are two bad things. And then the other bad thing it does is uh, is an incontinuity of characters. So like, okay, like uh, the two comic relief characters in that oh, film the film are so over the top cheesy characters. It's like they belong in another movie. Yeah, well, right. they, they, which they, is actually one of the bad movies that I kind of like: Alien uh, Resurrection, the fourth Alien oh movie. Oh God, but it's a pretty bad movie. It's pretty a, bad movie. Yeah. But I do, I do like it. I oh, do like no. it. No, but uh, but what makes it so terrible isn't the script. The script is actually okay about that movie. It's the way it's acted and directed, and it all just falls apart. But again, it has these characters that are like so, like like the guy who plays Tully in the Adams Family is like a. He's like a, uh, a the commander of the station in Alien Resurrection, and he's like, "Wow, what are you gonna do here, huh?" And he's like eating peanuts and drinking whiskey, and yeah. you're like, "Are we in a nineteen like '90s police film? Like that's what it feels like all of a sudden." <laughs> and that's not what this movie needs. And so the scientists in Pacific Rim they do that perfectly. They're so cheesy, over the top.
1: Well, I think movie. and I think that they were probably trying to bring in an audience with, uh, I can't remember that actor's name, uh, but the guy with the glasses, the the cooler scientist. Well, of the, well the guy who talked like this, well, what do you mean? I don't know. But he's on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Um, and I feel like maybe they were trying to bring people in because of that. There you go. Uh,
0: but still, it was a bad, bad yeah. choice. Bad choice. It was so such bad character acting. And not that those actors are bad actors. I'm sure in the right context, they're great.
1: He's apparently hilarious in It's Always Sunny. But,
0: but in this context, it was just like this just doesn't fit with, the cool,
1: tough feeling you're trying to go with, and then it's like mur, mur,
0: Muppets, <laughs> you know.
1: But I'm trying to figure out if they're trying to make it feel like a cartoon, like because it's because it's based yeah. off of if in Pacific Rim, for example, yeah. because it's based off of you know anime and manga like kaiju jaegers all that stuff it's i wonder if they're trying to make it if they're yeah. basing it off of that so they're trying to bring in characters that seem cartoonish
0: and this is where it's it's uh the the incontinuity is what bothers me it doesn't bother me that they wanted to make it feel cartoonish because that's cool like if they a the whole movie felt like that that would be fine but the fact that those guys felt like that but then the robots and fighting the monsters looked so cool yeah. and cinematic and beautiful and it all it's like wow and then, what the hell is this? Like, it shifts between the the mood so so drastically, and it it pulls you out of the movie because you're like, why are these characters so cartoony yeah, all of a sudden? Fair enough, I agree. And that's where and that's where it's like this is what makes it a bad movie not not cheesy characters that's fine, and not cool shots that's also fine, but the two together just clashes and mm-hmm. it doesn't hold together.
1: Fair enough. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of another thing that might make Pacific Rim a bad movie.
0: Um, there, there's one big thing that makes Pacific Rim, as well as most bad movies. Bad movies. What is yours? Well, that is is, is plot holes, where there's wow. giant holes in the plot, destroys a movie for me. Just pulls this tears a movie apart for yeah. me. Which what? is like, and in Pacific Rim, it's little things. There's just so many little things that you're like, wait, what? Like the the guy in the the machine thing is like, you know, me and my brother, we weren't very smart right but we could hold, hold ourselves our in a fight. fight and then all of a sudden he's like mm, actually he's pretty he's pretty super smart for the whole rest of the movie <laughs> and because he's the hero so they made him really smart and like we could hold our own in a fight and it's like oh you mean you're a ninja because you're clearly like a kick-ass well, he said, ninja fighter I think he said
1: you wouldn't have picked us to be heroes uh but we wouldn't but we, we could always hold our own in a fight and they yeah. were brothers so to me it made to me that plot hole there's just people that could like fight that were really well like connected to each other. Yeah. The deeper the bond, the stronger the drift.
0: But all of a sudden he's a super ninja and he's really intelligent. And he He'd goes fight, yeah. and he takes six years off and he hasn't done any like fighting or anything. He's just been like building the wall for six years. And then he comes back and he's like super in shape, still in, like yep. total best fighter ever. Yeah. And like those little little plot holes. Just there's ton lots of little holes like that that make you in the movie just turn your head sideways, like,
1: huh?
0: Yep. And then you go forget about it I'm just here to watch robots fight exactly monsters. the uh
1: the the training sequence where he's he's trying to find a drift candidate at yeah. the base is really bad yeah because I'm like every one of these other fighters could beat this guy up
0: they're so like, awesome even the flipping through the air yeah. and stuff
1: and all the flares they have with their uh yeah. with their bows and him is just like just swings just, it around just swings it like a baseball bat and I'm like you're gonna get your ass. and then he doesn't and he doesn't he doesn't
0: a little little holes like that in the movie that kind of yeah. make you roll your eyes a bunch. Uh, yeah, but like,
1: but I didn't see those the first time I watched it. Mm-hmm. That's the thing is, you, I think if you go back and like all the bad parts of the movie are really thinly are, are really well veiled yeah. because you go back and watch it again and then you start seeing them because you're no longer just in shock and awe of these gigantic fighting robots fighting amazing monsters.
0: And I think that's what makes these movies bad is that. On the second watching, you realize how bad they are. Yes. On the first watching, you're distracted by giant robots fighting monsters. Uh, so like the gimmick of the film mm-hmm. uh, is what is like, hey, don't worry about how bad this movie is. Just look at this one really good thing we did.
1: And I, and I think people, I don't know if when uh, Guillermo del Toro released this movie, he was planning on having people see it multiple times. I mean, I think every director probably hopes people go to the theater and see it a whole bunch of times. Mm-hmm. But maybe he didn't think people would see it multiple times. Um, and so he made a bad movie. So he made a bad movie. Uh, Steve-O and I, when we saw this movie for the very first time in yeah. theaters, we left the theater. We were jumping. We were we were just like frantic. We were we felt like we were ten year old boys again. It was one of the best feelings ever. Um, but I don't think Stevo. I think Stevo was smart enough to not go back and see it again. And then as soon as I could, I torrented it and then watched it. At all like the time all the time all the time and then i realized yeah it's a really bad movie but i don't care
0: yeah i mean despite it being a really bad movie it still manages to get a 72 percent rating on rotten tomatoes good 72 that's like a it's like a c
1: plus it's a c plus that's a pretty it might even be like a b minus that's
0: a decent movie it's according decent. to people's ratings of it yep now if we were to ask them uh is the only reason you like it because it's giant robots fighting monsters I think a lot of them might say yes, yes. and that's
1: okay. You can switch out the characters. It's
0: a it's a, and that's what that's what we're kind of talking about today. So the, that that specific room is kind of our preamble into the whole concept of bad movies that we enjoy watching. Because mm-hmm. there are some bad movies in the world that I yes. still enjoy watching. Yep. I think one of my favorite bad movies that I enjoy watching is Demolition Man. I've seen that. Sylvester in that Stallone and Wesley Snipes. Oh. And Wesley Snipes plays this villain called Simon, who constantly says, Simon says die and like, shoots are at people. are you kidding me? And Sylvester Stallone plays the demolition man who's like a cop who's known for breaking stuff. That's it. A- but they've both been cryo freezed <laughs> because <laughs> they were imprisoned for, you know, demolition man, demolition too much stuff. And Wesley Snipes was a really bad guy. And now they're thought out in a new future where people listen to commercials on the radio and nobody has guns and nobody does physical contact and you have sex with like VR headsets and stuff like that. What? And so it's Sylvester Stallone being tough, chasing down Wesley Snipes, who's being evil in this really nice future. Pretty bad movie. 64% on Rotten Tomatoes. So it's worse than Pacific Rim, according to the general public. I feel like
1: you just sold the movie to me.
0: But watching it, I still love watching that movie it's in fact one of the only sandra bullock movies i enjoy watching uh that i could still probably watch whereas everything else you did uh whatever um but demolition man it's just like tough sylvester stallone breaking stuff and wesley snipes being super bad
1: that's i really enjoy the concept of that movie and i think i need to see it now
0: yeah but you like pacific rim so yeah. i mean like yeah
1: <laughs> yeah i'm probably the only person in our group that actively <laughs> seeks out bad movies Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah,
0: but but yeah. So Demolition Man, mm-hmm. little little tiny plot holes. If you really think about it, you know why is Taco Bell the only restaurant that survived the what? the wars? Yeah. See, this is the kind of movie it is. these plot holes. Some pretty. The casting is actually okay in it, but it's like well, the characters two, yeah. are kind of off all over the place and <laughs> how people are acting. Uh, and um, there isn't a voiceover at the beginning though.
1: So that's its saving.
0: So, dodged that bullet.
1: But and that sounds like a movie that they could have easily used one.
0: They could have used one, but instead they just showed what it was like before. They get sentenced, cryo freezed, and then while they're in cryo, it shows like naked pictures of them like frozen because they're frozen naked and right. it has the credit sequence over top of it. Huh. Yeah, so it lets you kind of figure out like, whoa, time is passing while they're frozen. So it's a little nice in okay, so that regard. They went that extra mile. Yeah, but it is. I mean, I'm, I'm okay admitting that it's not a good movie. In fact, for a lo- the longest time, I considered it my bar okay where someone's like you gotta see this movie and i say is it better or worse than demolition man because if it's better than demolition man i'll go watch it if it's worse than demolition man i don't know if i can it's like that's that's the level that's that's where it's gotta stay
1: well i remember watching snakes on a plane yes uh and and we gotta be we have to be honest it's we love this movie People love this movie, yeah. but it's not a good movie. Yeah,
0: well, actually, you know, Snakes on a Plane brings up some interesting point. This is this is one of those movies that was meant to be bad. It was not made. No one working on that film was under an illusion that it was going to be a good movie. Right. It was like a marketing scheme and, like, hype. I, We're going to make a movie called Snakes on a Plane starring Samuel L. Jackson, and the internet went crazy
1: well and here's the funny thing uh that's you're absolutely right and further proof of that is they were actually going to change the title to something different and samuel l jackson said if you change the name away from snakes on a plane i'm out yeah so they kept it at snakes on a plane so it was
0: almost like a movie making fun of bad movies and like uh and i think there was even i mean there was this might very easily be a myth so don't quote me on this okay uh but that uh the the line i'm tired of these mother and snakes on this mother and plane right wasn't in the movie but people on the internet were just like i can't wait to hear samuel jackson say mother and snakes right uh and so they added that line into the movie so that he does say it just because <laughs> no one wanted to see that movie for the content of the story he just wanted to see samuel jackson yeah say and cool it's things and- full of horrible writing like yeah listen you're a kid that's got to get to a trial and I'm a bad co- cop that doesn't want to take you there. So we're going to get on this plane and we're going to do it.
1: That's a voiceover, but yeah. it's not a voiceover. It's yeah. explaining the plot of the movie in a really terrible way.
0: It is just like directly telling you information. Because <laughs> you know what? We can't be bothered to find a way to do it because you just want to see snakes on a plane.
1: And considering you showed up for a movie called Snakes on a Plane, you probably were like, you know what? Normally I have to like roll my eyes at this, but I'm like, no, this is actually checking off things so that yeah. I know I'm watching the movie that I came to watch.
0: Which, you know, isn't, isn't a new phenomenon. This idea of like intentionally making bad movies, like um, uh, the term B movie, right? Like it's a B movie, it's a B roll movie. It's like the theater they had to have in drive in movies, they had to have so many movies playing, right? And so they would just like make so many movies so that when you come to see the Western that you're coming to see that week, the the double header, the first movie is like some science fiction thing, right? And one of the most famous of them is Plan 9 from Outer Space, which is uh, Ed Wood, right? and it uh, it surprisingly has sixty six percent. Plan Nine has sixty sixty six. But I think again, it's liked in the same way that Snakes on a Plane has sixty eight percent. Because it's not that people like the movie. We all know it's a bad movie. Yeah. But we love to see how bad that movie is. Like Plan Nine, one of the actors died in the making of the film, and so they just got another guy to play the character and he held his cape in front of his face oh my. the whole time. And he would walk in and it would, you'd never see his face for, for some of the shots. And you're like, what? Or they would reuse footage from earlier in the film and just <laughs> cut it in and show the same guy doing the same thing you saw him do like four, wow. four scenes ago. Uh, and like the continuity, like, like a shot of a car driving at daytime and then the car would pull over and the people would get out of the car at the graveyard and it's nighttime. Like there was no, they didn't even try to hide <laughs> it. It was just like, we just got to get this movie out. We only got like 10 days or whatever it is. And they just fire those movies up. So this idea of making bad movies that are intentionally bad, that are just thrown together because we just need to fill some screen time. or We just want to make some more money or whatever. is not a new phenomenon.
1: And the, uh, if we're going to talk about Plan 9, usually when I, link that, when I think of that movie, the next movie I think of in terms of bad films is, is The Room, Tommy Wiseau's Room. But that's different because that's a bad movie that wasn't made to be a bad movie and should have just died away in the recesses of the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, but then fans found it, brought it back, and they relabeled it a comedy for how bad it was. And when Tommy Wiseau, when it started being celebrated again, Tommy Wiseau apparently came out and said it was a comedy all along, and not yeah. this dark, dramatic film that he was trying to make. Yeah, and
0: uh, and everyone believes him, and like, everyone yeah. loves it. Hermione Ranger, Hermione Granger, yeah, she was black all along. Sure, J.K. Rowling, nice try, yeah. nice try, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, but but that's it's one of those movies that's uh, it's really bad, and people love it because it's bad yeah they don't love it in spite of its badness they love it because it's bad
0: so so yeah so that's a different kind of bad movie it's a bad movie that was made to be bad that we laugh at because Mm -hmm. it's so bad like plan nine yeah or snakes on a plane or the room right so so there's that kind of like that kind of bad movie right that we love to watch because it's so bad and like oh my god you got to watch how bad this movie is uh, which is different from something like Pacific Rim that is a bad movie that you love to watch because it has a redeeming feature about it. Exactly. right? Like Demolition Man has Sylvester Stallone saying some really awesome like tough guy lines and some great fight scenes between mm-hmm. him and Wesley Snipes. And that is a redeeming quality of it. Uh, whereas A.S. Snakes on a Plane, there's nothing redeeming about it Fair except yeah. how bad it is. You aren't watching Snakes on a Plane getting through the tough, bad stuff for that good moment. Right. The bad stuff is why you're watching.
1: It's like watching Last Action Hero because you want to see Arnold Schwarzenegger do cool things and yeah. team up with this kid. You're like, how is he going to team up with this kid? And he does.
0: Yeah. Uh, and Last Action Hero is like, there's a meta element to it where it's funny. Yeah. It's funny to watch Arnold Schwarzenegger be a like make fun of himself kind of like be the action hero that he always is in yeah. movies and say things like i'll be back i bet you didn't expect <laughs> that to come and it's like actually that's like your line it's like, like that weird kind of meta element of it yep. made it kind of fun to watch
1: and i haven't seen it in a long time have you mm-hmm. seen uh kindergarten cop yeah. is that a good movie yeah totally it is a good, movie? a good movie
0: well i mean it's an action movie so okay it's only as good as an action movie
1: okay i'm just trying to think of other bad movies
0: um, um yeah so there's there's like uh there's another like one well, the other kind of bad movie is the other kind of bad movie that I wanted to 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 reference because there's movies that are bad but have a redeeming quality that we love. Mm-hmm. There's movies that we love to watch because they're so bad. Yep. And then there's the movies that we uh, that we. I totally just lost the wording of what I was going to say. Oh no! Oh, the movies that, uh, the movies that are. Uh, are bad, but because of when we watch them and the sentimental attachment we have to the movie, we still enjoy them, right? So, uh, one of the movies I'm thinking of is Goonies. I was, we were thinking the exact same movie. The Goonies, which I remember loving The Goonies as a kid. Yes. As a child, it was like, wow, look at, these are kids going on an adventure that so could be me on that adventure. I'm on that. I uh, pirate ship. This is so great. One eyed
1: Willie.
0: Uh, but then my uh, then Missy had had not watched it, and so I finally made her watch it when we were like you know in our late twenties. Yeah. So she's watching this movie for the first time and rolling her eyes and she cannot stomach it because it's just a bunch of kids yelling a whole bunch yep. and it's cheesy and it is totally a cheesy ridiculous adventure movie and it's the sentiment is what's making you love it.
1: Yep. I. I refuse to go back and watch it because i love that movie so much and i know that if i watch it it'll ruin it Mm -hmm. um i can quote the movie i have fond memories of watching with my family so it's not so much the movie that i think i love now i think it's just the times i watched it as a kid and i can look back on those fond moments and be like oh the goonies yeah yeah Yeah. and like it's not good
0: but still when i think about it i'm like "I i love sloth you know hey you guys. guys we love that guy he's so great and we love the the uh like i can almost hear the theme song in my head
1: ding ding i, I, I don't remember the I theme song, song but i, I remember well, right one out. line that always sticks out for me is when they're in the bottom of the well and he's like this one's my wish my wish <laughs> and i'm taking them back taking them all so back. cheesy and over
0: yeah. the top but because of the sentimental value of that it, it really holds with you and i i don't i mean uh there's lots of movies like that that I'm sure we could list forever. Like one that I think is most probably the most popular, which I need to talk to you about.
1: I don't know. Okay.
0: Is The Princess Bride. Uh, I
1: knew it was going to get to this. Because
0: oh. The Princess Bride is, is a movie that uh, I have n- met one person who does not like it, and that person is you. <laughs> <laughs> so either everybody I know... Watched The Princess Bride as a child and have a sentimental attachment That's the to exact that movie, thing that happened. and have completely lost all, um, all like you know rationale when it comes to discussing whether or not The Princess Bride is a good movie, or you just have bad no taste soul. in movies.
1: What I no, I think the words that most of my friends have used to describe my somewhat dislike of that movie is I don't have a soul. Um, I I I I think this. Princess Bride falls directly in the third category. I think that it was, I hadn't seen it at all. In fact, I didn't even know the movie existed until maybe three or four years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I watched it after everybody had told me, you have to see The Princess Bride. It's an amazing movie. You're going to love it. And they were hyping this movie up. And I'm like, great, okay, I'm going to go in and I'm going to watch this movie. And it just, it it wasn't at all what everybody said it was. Mm-hmm. I remember what and the one thing that I kept thinking about after the first time I saw it was how much I disliked the revenge scene. I'm like the entire movie has been building to this moment and he's just like, you killed my father. And he just repeats that same line over and over again. And I hated it. It drove me nuts. Um, and then eventually i think maybe a year later i went back and watched it again And i'm like okay now that i know what i'm walking into it was a bit more it, i could i could stand the i just
0: want to let you know that everyone who's listening to this podcast right now is Hates like me. cringing and is like what is wrong with this guy because princess bride is a good movie welcome to my life and and i am going to say it does not fall into the third category i'm going to say it doesn't fall into any of these bad movie categories because it's a good movie <laughs>
1: Well, then, I—it's—it's
0: it's a good movie. There's no cheesy voiceover. The whole feel of the film all has the sim- similar like fairy tale feeling to it. It's got great scenes. It's got good dialogue because it's in this like fairy tale kind of world dialogue. If there's any part of the movie that you could like, like not like would be Fred Savage playing video games at the beginning when Columbo comes in. But, oh, no. But that is like, you know, that's actually fine, you know. But people might be like, ugh, it's such a stupid part. Those were, me.
1: like, the, the scenes between the grandfather, like the sentimental scenes once mm-hmm. you got into it between the grandfather and the grandson were actually my favorite parts of the yeah. movie the first time I yeah. saw it. I feel like this whole thing has just been a trap to get me to come in here and... Be- no, this is, that's not <laughs> a trap. I
0: just want to tell you that Princess Bride has 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. I, the... <laughs> 97 percent so that okay so so just just to point this out if it falls into the third category where it's sentiment then you're saying that everyone saw that movie at a time when it became sentimental to them (laughs) and have that's it's it's just a completely the whole world is irrational about this one film and you're the only person that's rational about it
1: if i could give advice to anybody who has not seen this movie yet Mm -hmm. my advice would be don't see it Mm -hmm. um because even the slight chance that you won't like it it is not worth the trouble that it's going to bring you with your friends because (laughs) it is i i even though my position has softened on it somewhat in the last couple of years after seeing it again and i think i think i've seen it three times now uh i it's still like it will never hold that same place in my heart that it does everybody else's Mm -hmm. and for that i'm vilified so Mm -hmm. you're a villain I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a villain.
0: You're the guy that likes Pacific Rim better than Princess Bride. And yep. no one understands why. And, no one in the world can comprehend how you could like Pacific Rim more than the Princess Bride. But you do.
1: I, I'm i sorry.
0: That's why you're a perfect person to be on this podcast about bad movies we love.
1: I'm never going to be allowed back here. And <laughs> good movies we hate. Okay. Uh, so uh, so, okay, so, back, so, check, so okay. Princess
0: Bride. Uh, just, just I'm going to use this as a segue into the other kind of bad movie. That isn't maybe even bad. But not a a good movie that okay. everyone still loves, and that's that the whole concept of like cult films right this this idea that there's like a cult gets built around these films, people love them, and they all get t shirts and they form chat groups and they wear the clothing right. of the thing and they get together once a year and watch the movie together, like uh like sort of the idea, the idea of a cult film because I think you might even consider Princess Bride to be a cult classic well, because I, it's a movie that so many people seem to love irrationally uh, yeah and whereas i would say it's just a classic movie <laughs> yeah totally. there's no cultism to it but like cult movies like like i would go as far to say labyrinth uh david bowie in the uh-huh. labyrinth is a, yeah. cl- is a cult movie because yeah, it's yeah. it's like when you watch it it's kind of like gritty and weird and and like i don't know if, if if a kid nowadays could be able to get into that movie and like right, i don't right. know i don't i, I mean, i'm not 100 percent sure on that or something like the dark crystal that's like yeah, the the jim yeah. henson muppet thing oh, that's that like was, is that a bad movie because i don't just, know if it's a bad movie because it just i i'm just i'm just saying because I, I love both of those movies so it's hard for me to speak to them but i know labyrinth has 66 percent on Rotten tomatoes so i don't ooh. think it's it's in there with yeah. with like you know snakes on, <laughs> snakes on a plane is a higher rating than Labyrinth, right. so i i think it it's fair to call it a cult movie or a cult classic like the rocky horror picture show you know or or, sure, or those kind of movies cult that are are old movies mm-hmm. That may have been great in their day, but haven't aged well. Okay. And yet we still have a bunch of people that love them and the nostalgia of them keeps us loving them.
1: Okay. I'm, I don't know if I know any examples, but you might have a few. Like Rocky Horror Picture like, Show. Well, have yeah, you seen Rocky, the Rocky Horror, Picture. Horror Picture Show? I haven't actually. But okay. for me, my experience, in terms of Rocky Horror, my understanding has been that it's... It's celebrated live. Like, there is the movie that you can see, mm-hmm. but you it's one of those things that you need to go and see live because the whole going to Rocky Horror is the experience. Yeah,
0: and I think actually what built the cult classic feel around it was going to see the movies live. So it was a movie go, first? You'd go on Halloween and watch a movie, mm-hmm. and everyone would dress up in the theater, and it was just like... Maybe one of the first like crazy cult classic films that like had a huge like uh, like the meme spread and people dressed right. up and showed up at the theater and sang along. And it was just like insane uh how much people seemed to love this movie that in a rational viewing is uh, it's a movie. Yep. You know, but because it was so weird and it came out long a long time, long enough time ago and, and the culture around it. And the whole, like, the sexuality of it and everything kind of, like, made it a cultural classic, it's a like cult hit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so Labyrinth, I think, is is a similar film to that, even though I absolutely love that movie. And I don't know how anyone could not like that movie, but apparently people don't like it.
1: Apparently people don't like it?
0: Apparently people don't like it. 66% on Rotten Tomatoes, man. That's a bad movie. Ugh. That's a bad movie. Well, I
1: mean, it's, it's a passing grade in school, but it's... A bad movie
0: okay Pacific Rim is better than it this is this is what all of these movies we've been talking about Pacific Rim has a better score than all of them
1: all of them so far
0: yeah and Pacific Rim is okay it's maybe not worse than Sixth <laughs> 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 and the room has 35% <laughs> like,
1: but that's uh, that's different
0: but Pacific Rim is better than Demolition Man according to people on Rotten Tomatoes yep um, okay so what are these, we, we've got we've got bad movies that we love because there's something redeeming we've got bad movies that were made Uh, made to be bad bad, that we love because they were so bad Uh, then
1: we have movies that are bad that we celebrate them because they're bad not for any other reason
0: yeah yeah and then we have like cult hits yeah and nostalgia films films that we love because of the nostalgia of watching them as children are there any kind of bad movies we're missing here
1: i don't think so i'm um yeah i I because i think
0: there's i think there is maybe almost another category
1: okay what's the category
0: good movies that are now bad because of other reasons. Okay. So I'm going to name a movie that actually beats Pacific Rim on to Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. That is one of my favorite all-time movies. But is now... Oh. But is technically, nowadays, if you were to watch it, really bad. Big Trouble in Little China. Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah. That's it. Because it is... Uh, incredibly racist. Like,
1: <laughs> it's super racist.
0: It, there's no illusion that you can't like try to, to justify. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, but it's in little China. Of course there has to be Chinese people doing spiritual martial arts and wizardry. It's like, nope, nope. that's not true. That is just a racist movie. Uh-oh. But at the time that it was made because of the place that the world was in and the sort of general acceptance of racism, big trouble in little china was a hit and now people look back on it fondly because of this nostalgia thing but then if you try to watch it and tell people you like it you got to be careful
1: because it's uh yep it's it's really bad in that category i mean i think
0: the main character's best friend's name is wang yeah that's 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 come on that's that's like awful that's like uh pretty in pink like uh, oh that's yeah that's or um, 16 candles what's his yeah, name uh, 16 Can- i don't remember like the mad duck dong or we something were we like
1: were that. told to yeah i wasn't told was, i was i avoided that movie for other reasons too but <laughs> yeah. that, Oh god
0: that whole movie it's like, there's a lot and so pretty uh 16 candles i would say it's one of those films it's a john hughes movie that is beloved by so many people but it is like you watch it now and it's like really like like uh like like a sexual like assault yeah like they, they need to jokes culture up in there racist jokes and it was made by a young man a young white man in the early 80s and you can tell yeah and that's what, like and watching it now you're like oh man john hughes what were you doing back then because when you watch something like ferris bueller it's not nearly as bad no and breakfast right. club is actually and breakfast club is still a good movie it's great and it even handles some of those topics they come yeah. up a little bit but it's like uh, so like there is that kind of movie. And I don't know if that falls under the nostalgia category that we kind of created here. It's where not it's nostalgia. Like where you like it because of the feeling you had back when you watched Maybe. it, but it's just aged poorly.
1: Yeah, I think that that's well. I mean, the world progressed, and the movie movies can't. And
0: uh, yeah, that's actually that's a good way to put it. That the world's progressed, uh, but the movie
1: it's impossible because it's already been made. Yeah, unless movie, you remake it into a, a you know, unless like Hollywood decides, you know what. 16 candles really needs a gritty reboot let's make it better <laughs> or make it just like let's just make it better like let's take big trouble little china and make it like a socially progressive film but <laughs> still have like the lines that people there. there there's your hollywood challenge right there
0: <laughs> maybe big trouble in little china 2 yeah oh man okay so uh wh- why do you like watching pacific Rim Still. so i like watching like the, so this, this is the question why is it that these bad movies that we know are bad uh why do we still like watching
1: um i think i still like watching them because it is a mindless activity Mm. um you i think i think a lot of people like this movie it's why transformers i think still does so well (laughs) um like people hate these movies but every like michael bay will just keep making millions and millions of dollars off these films um because you know what I don't want to have to think too hard. It's some, sometimes I don't want to have to think too hard to go see a movie. Mm-hmm. I had a long day at work. I just want to see giant robots blow stuff up. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, 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 you go to see a movie like, um, that has like a really complex, like a really intricate and cool storyline. And there's like lots of intrigue and you have to think and like do the activity of like trying to piece things together yourself. Yeah. Uh, and maybe after a long day you don't want to do that you're just like you know what, man i just need to just blow, watch stuff get blown up
0: yeah it's like the people who always say you know the book is so much better than the movie uh then why don't you go read the book all the time yeah. and you're like oh well because reading a book takes a little more effort you have to imagine things it's like a yeah it's a it's an engaging activity where the movie just washes over you and you can just disappear
1: and maybe we've become socially conditioned to enjoy these bad movies <clears throat> like mm-hmm. I I think there may have been a golden age in my life where I wanted to see really good movies, but I've seen like like the Marvel Universe movies are pumping movies out like crazy, and I'm no matter what it doesn't matter what the hero is I'm gonna except for the Thor movies I have to I'm gonna have to go back and see the Thor movies, but um but apparently I saw Ant Man I saw Ant Man and everybody apparently you saw Ant-Man? apparently okay. I saw yeah, it. I'm sure. <laughs> uh, I saw Ant Man and everybody I I loved it but everybody afterwards was like that's a bad movie it's a bad Marvel movie and I was like what. A bad movie couldn't believe it but it was just this nice i i didn't have to do any work yeah i could just sit back and just watch cool stuff happen
0: mm-hmm. and there's some funny moments and there's some, some mm-hmm. physical big fan moments. service yeah he and serves. like or or i i think uh, so i think yes i think yes that's one reason we like to do it but that that's the specifically the the movie that's bad that has some redeeming quality about it that makes it good right like the Thor movies may be bad, but there's some beautiful imagery in those films. Uh, and I'm sure I'm going to make a lot of enemies by saying this, but, like, the Lord of the Rings movies are not very good movies, but they're so beautiful that when you watch them, it's like... You can just you can just watch them on, like, mute, put on mm-hmm. some music, and just look at the shots and the scenery and everything, and you're like, this is nice. But then when you yeah. start watching the movie, you're like, this is kind of cheesy and a little lame. Well, but- I mean,
1: By the time you get to Two Towers, it's hardly on location anymore
0: and when you get to return of the king you're like oh (laughs) oh, i threw up everywhere Um, but but they still look great and there's still lots of cool sword fighting and orcs getting killed and there's something in there that's redeeming that makes it so that you can at least watch it and enjoy it for those parts and so yeah so when you're when you're tired and like like missy the joke missy always makes is she knows i'm really sick when i'm watching lord of the rings because i can't get off the couch and i'll just put on the trilogy and i'll just watch it uh, straight through for the whole day and i won't move because the music is nice and it's mindless and there's fighting and it keep and i can fall asleep and wake up and it doesn't matter because i don't care what's happening in the movie it's just pretty to (laughs) watch
1: um other reasons people probably go to see bad movies Mm -hmm. uh big name actors are like snakes on a plane if samuel jackson wasn't in that movie how likely are you to still go and see it?
0: Yeah, actors, maybe that might be part of it too. Like maybe, well, I think with Snakes on a Plane, that's, that's, that's a different example because people want to see that because uh, we wanted to laugh at it, right? And that's the other reason people like to watch right. bad movies, I think, is that we just want to laugh at how sure. bad the movie is and have fun making fun of the movie, right? Like there's right. a, I think there's a culture of, uh, what was that show? Oh, man, what was that show? It was like something 2000 where like the whole the whole show was they'd put on bad movies and people would oh, sit and Oh, spa- Mystery Theater Space Mystery Theater. Mystery, Mystery Theater 2000. Where they just sit back and make fun of the movie. And they would just have yeah. people making fun of the movie while the movie played and it was like they'd watch old Roman films and stuff and like yeah. these terrible <laughs> terrible movies. Yeah. Um and and I think there is a culture of that that's that's arising. There's a show in Regina actually that uh, my friend Jaden Pfeiffer works on with Warren Bates they do called Talkies where they sit and they watch a bad movie and the two of them just talk over top of the movie uh, and make (laughs) jokes about how bad the movie is. I I guessed it once. It was so much fun. It's so much fun to just sit and watch a bad movie and make fun of it. Yeah. Because you're kind of pointing out how bad it is. Sure. And having a laugh, right? So there's that part of watching bad movies, I think. That's a very different experience than the ones that we actually... We're not making fun of them. We're not laughing at them. We're just watching them and they're making us feel some kind of joy.
1: Sure, you know uh, the special effects are amazing. There's cool action sequences.
0: Yeah, there's some cool action sequences. Like, some if you nice told me there's going to be
1: giant robots fighting giant monsters, I'm like, well, you're it's going to go be hard to screw up those fight sequences. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm in.
0: It's like why you would go see another Avengers movie when it comes out. Yes, because there's people flying around. There's things blowing up. You know, there's going to be like explosions and cool stuff that you don't get to see in the real world because yeah. they don't exist in the real world, right?
1: Well, and at this point, you're also seeing all the new characters interacting with each other. Like you go to see captain america's movie and then you go to see the iron man movies and i'm like i get to see them both in the same movie and that's pretty cool yeah i'm gonna it's pretty cool thing to do and they're gonna fight Mm because civil war is coming out i'm like what
0: yeah and like uh yeah so like those kind of the the crossover movies are very different because that has that no matter what there's a redeeming quality
1: and now i think um just because we have to touch on it i think another reason people go to see bad movies is because it's part of a franchise and you are you are now in you are locked into the franchise, um, like the Fast sure. and the Furious. Oh. And those are not good movies. Well,
0: I got I gotta say this is something that is uh, gonna shock you probably. Um, is that uh, so? This is this is a great point because Fast and the Furious, the first one, Fast and Furious, yeah, not the Fast and the Furious, just Fast and Furious. <laughs> yeah, there is so many mo- dumb movies in that franchise. The first one got twenty eight percent. On Rotten Tomatoes. Twenty
1: That might that's lower than the Room.
0: That's the lowest we've talked about so far. That's it. Like that is so that just
1: detonated in my brain because it's it's worse than the Room, and I'm telling you right now, I watched the Room yesterday in preparation for this. It's not that
0: bad. And yet still it went on to become a seven movie franchise. Soon to be eight. Soon to be eight. It is gonna pass Harry Potter. It's already past The Lord of the Rings. It's
1: halfway to The Land Before Time. (laughs)
0: Halfway to The Land Before Time. It is, I mean, at this rate, it's going to pass James (laughs) Bond. Okay. Like, it's just going to keep going forever. If Vin Uh, Diesel's
1: out, the movies stop.
0: But so, 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 like, it became a franchise off of that horrible movie that uh, was redeeming because there were car Car chases chases. and women's butts.
1: And if you're a heterosexual male, Mm -hmm. those uh, two
0: things, things. you want to go see? You want to go, especially see. a North American, American, it, yeah. American yeah. heterosexual male. That's what you are going to yeah. go see. Those movies are not good. And so that move that, but this is where it gets crazy to me. This is what blows my mind is that Furious Seven, the seventh movie in the franchise, mm-hmm. is at eighty one percent on Rotten Tomato.
1: It's not as good as so
0: those movies. Oh my god! Have slowly like built momentum and are now good movies
1: or is it that if rotten tomatoes gives it a bad review they're gonna get in trouble like that's no have they just has has the franchise just poisoned the minds of enough reviewers that have people, you seen furious 7 i have i've yeah. seen all of them now
0: and furious 7 is a fantastically awesome movie to watch
1: five was my favorite seven was <laughs> seven See, just got like like they're they're throwing people between cars while a drone mm-hmm. shoots missiles to, and, yeah. and I'm just like, it's awesome. <laughs> like there comes a point like, I don't know what it was, but, but I was like watching... let's 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 talk
0: for a second here. Let's, sure. let's just Furious Seven, okay? Okay. The, the things we were talking about, like what makes a movie bad, okay? Uh, is there a voiceover at the beginning of Furious Seven? I can't remember. There isn't. I don't think so. They don't use any voiceovers. You know why? You don't need Cause it because they don't need it because it all makes perfect sense, right? Um. Are there like plot holes in it? Yeah. Are there? What's the plot hole in it? Well
1: the, well, plot holes maybe not. In terms of like actual like, like physics. Yeah, like, so, half, so
0: so far. the science of it is wrong. Yeah, the science. But that is doesn't wrong. matter. We've established this doesn't matter. We don't plot we, holes? No, probably not. We'll accept the, the science of, of cars with parachutes falling. <laughs> we'll just accept that <laughs> science, right? Um and the continuity of it, and this is the thing that blew me away when I watched Series Seven, works. They they stay consistent with their logic, right? They make up this sort of fantasy world where you show up in Mumbai and everyone happens. There's five super fast race cars in the color of the character waiting for them that they then drive. And, like, that's just happens everywhere they go. That's just the logical. They've got millions and millions of dollars from robbing banks that they I can guess, afford yeah. <laughs> to do this. So they just do that. And the logic of it holds up throughout all the rest of the franchise. And like the this crazy, ridiculous world they've created where everything is about cars. Even the bad guys, all are really good drivers for some reason. Like yep. that's how we measure the worth of a person. And they stay consistent with that logic. And that's what that's what keeps these movies actually kind of working. Now, the one thing that is against them is that there's a lot of really cheesy dialogue.
1: Yeah, it's not it's not well written.
0: And Vin Diesel never speaks more than five words on screen at a time. Watch it; it's great. Uh, never more than five words at a time on stage uh, or on screen. Really? Just, every everything he says is like
1: because we're family, and family is going to be two and out that's of the five it, words. Because we're phase. family,
0: and then it cuts away, and then it cuts back to him, and he says, "And family takes S- care of itself." Yeah. Oh, that might have been six words. Okay, so but he never goes, never talks too long. Um, but, but like the Superhero Seven is actually. A pretty decent movie you know by by like the standard of what makes a movie good or bad is it a great movie no definitely not a great movie no do you have to work while you watch it no definitely not. you can just enjoy watching cars jump but it's not a bad movie
1: i remember watching five and thinking it was it wasn't a bad movie but it probably is a bad
0: movie yeah i think i watched five as well we're working our way backwards through them so i haven't got back to one yet
1: (laughs) I think you're going to watch one, and you're going to be like, this is a really bad movie. But, like, 21%? 28%. 28%? So bad. You you might, yeah. So bad. But 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 that's another uh, reason people go to see movies, is because there's these gigantic franchises. And at this point, they've built them up so much.
0: that I mean, Fast and Furious is becoming a good franchise.
1: Well, if they had to, you you know, even a broken clock is right twice a day. So... They're bound to make something work.
0: Yeah. Well, I think what it is is they just figured it out. They got the formula down. Because what they did is, okay, like if if Pacific Rim were to do a similar thing, okay, Pacific Rim, the first one, bad. Okay. Redeeming qualities. Same with Fast and Furious. Yep. Bad. Redeeming qualities. So what Fast and Furious, the franchise, did was like, let's just take those redeeming qualities and make that the whole movie.
1: And then just forget
0: about everything else. Throw it all away, and just like let's put more fast car chases, and more cars taking jumps off of things, and more women's butts and more like all of a sudden like music video moments where it's just like yeah. they show up somewhere and it's like boom and there's yeah. all these girls dancing everywhere they show up like, how
1: are the cops not shutting this down and it's just like,
0: every, like they show up in Mumbai they're all driving their fast cars they show up at a party they're where women types. are spray painted gold and they're dancing in gold spray paint and you're like yeah let's just double down on what <laughs> people are coming to see this movie for and forget about all this other like trying to do stuff oh and the other thing is the theme of family which is a really nice theme of yeah. those movies that surprised me when yeah. i first and saw it's like,
1: it and it's like if you go to see a movie like old in the old days you might go see a movie and you see like this picture perfect white picket fence yeah family idea this nuclear nuclear family fast and the furious offers a completely different take on that it's family isn't it's the people that you choose yeah, that's so a really great theme. And they
0: take that theme and they just keep that theme in there. They keep the fast cars, they keep the dancing women everywhere and music video stuff yeah. and f- fantastic action sequences that, like, are they're spending, so, like, having cars jump from building to building, like, and then just stay consistent with yeah. that. Yeah. so that they create their own like consistent logic between these films <laughs> that is totally impossible in the real world. But, oh, we established in uh, Tokyo Drift that someone can jump out of one car and go into another car, so now we can just do that anytime we want, and it's just established. Like how in all movies now, if you're skydiving and you like angle yourself so you're facing downwards, you fall faster. Well, I think you – oh, terminal not... velocity, yeah. That's not, not true. But we've just accepted that as a thing that happens in movies, and so now all movies just well, use it allows that you logic. Like, yeah,
1: that's weird. It doesn't, it doesn't, it make doesn't do anything. Oh my God. to change how you fall. Oh, but
0: no. but people do that in movies, and we've accepted that that's yeah. how you fall f- faster. Yeah. So uh, so like Furious, the, the Furious franchise has like figured out how to take a bad movie and turn it into a great franchise. Not necessarily a great movie, but the franchise itself is get like they're getting better and better at making those movies what people want to see
1: so does that mean for pacific rim 2 we're going to have like a hundred giant robots
0: well if pacific rim did it it would be like all right you know what let's forget about the plot and let's just like (laughs) double down on here it is we need to the 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 pacific rim 2 we need to make better robots to prepare for the next invasion that's coming from space this time because we blocked their po- – they found a way to find from space. So now we're going to build better robots, and you know what? We have to test them, so let's have them fight each other. And so then they start – then the whole movie is just like – but ba- robot battles in the water oh between each other and tough people like and that the couple the guy and the girl from the first one are yeah. like the team against these other teams and mm-hmm. they have to beat each other and then like they they figure out who's the best or something like that like some just forget about trying to make it's like it
1: independence good. day two that's coming out
0: it's, i have no idea what independence day two is going to be about but i bet you anything Ah, oh, is Will Smith going to be in it? No. See, the, the, yeah, a, this is a, this they've is got
1: they've got Liam Hemsworth in it. They've got Jeff Goldblum, Bill Pullman. They're bringing back some of the the old cast. Man, not going to be as good. Will Smith's not going to really be as good. But movie, so the lore okay. of the movie is he died. But I mean, the
0: in difference movies. Independence Day was a good movie. I, mm, yeah, it was a good movie. Alien you can't invasion say it.
1: movies are my favorite type, genre of movies. Yeah. I think I think it's it's a good movie and I love it. But I, I remember watching it again and thinking the second time through, I'm like, okay this isn't as good as i as i saw the first time it was that shock and awe of the alien ships yeah. destroying an entire city in one go that had me locked in but i go to see it again and i'm like the pacing's a little weird yeah i don't odd.
0: i don't think it falls under it, it a bad movie category okay. like it's not a i'm happy to word. leave it out I'm yeah happy to it's leave not it out it's, it's a decent film right maybe okay. it's not a great movie but it's a decent movie it's not bad you mm-hmm. know um unlike one of my favorite movies of all time i just have to bring this up because yep. steve and i've talked about this before on the podcast. And I just looked up its Rotten Tomatoes rating, and I'm shocked that it got so low. 7% on Rotten Tomatoes. What? 7%, and it's one of my favorite movies to watch.
1: What is it? Sister Act 2. It got 7%.
0: 7%. Sister Act 2 got 7%. And it's one of my favorite movies. It's one of my favorite movies you of all time. Whoopi turns around. You I, may will be turned around, right? be turns that. around when the guy sings a high note. It's amazing. Lauren Hill's in it. She raps. She sings. So I don't know. Uh, I don't know what was wrong with the world out there. Listeners of this podcast, I don't know what's wrong with you. But Sister Act Two is a good movie. Okay, it is not a bad movie. <laughs> it does not belong in the bad movie it's category. It's below the room. To me, it belongs in the better than Demolition Man category. It is a decent movie. 100%. Not maybe not a great movie maybe not even a good movie but definitely not a bad movie and yet it got seven percent on rotten tomatoes so seven it has a teacher go into an inner city school and inspire a bunch of kids through music how is that seven percent i
1: i'm trying to figure out did you i'm now trying to figure out why you love it because i haven't seen it but i'm trying i'm now I'm, i'm gonna try and apply it to some of the things we talked about did you see it for the first time when you were younger
0: uh, I guess I mean I was probably like thirteen or something. Is there like
1: maybe in, so there, there could be a nostalgia factor? There could in, be
0: a nostalgia. There's definitely some nostalgia factor with me and personally and why I like that movie. Uh, but like, it doesn't have like horrible voiceovers. The lines are not that cheesy. I guess it's a comedy, so I mean it's 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 yeah. not meant to be super dramatic. Um, but I mean, it does have some incontinuity in, in continuity and characters, like these monks that are like these comic relief characters for some parts of it. Okay, um, Lauren Hill's in it. So maybe people don't like Lauren Hill. Uh Whoopi Goldberg's in it. Maybe people don't like Whoopi anymore. I think people bombed Rotten Tomatoes recently because they hate Whoopi Goldberg.
1: That's weird.
0: <laughs> I don't know why it got such a I don't know why it I can't such believe a it, it got seven percent. Because it is like, you know, it's people they're singing, there's clapping, and it's fun, it's a fun it's movie. It's a feel good movie. It's a feel good, fun movie. It's a. it's like a spo- it's a sports movie. It's a sports movie it's like crossed with Yeah, it's like Pitch Perfect, yep. crossed with uh Dangerous Minds.
1: There you go. I don't know how that doesn't—that's that the great log line. How does isn't like the greatest <laughs> movie. Um, yeah,
0: but it—it it, it was a—it was a—it it got bombed there. But I—I I, I'm just shocked. Everyone, go watch Sister Act 2. Buy the movie. Make sure they make tons of money because it's such a good movie. Okay, Dave. <laughs> okay. All right. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. So, um, what, what 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 uh, we're we're kind of running out of time here. So how about we we move move through to our end here? Uh, yep, do you have any last of- uh movies you wanted to bring up that are bad that you still love?
1: movies that are bad that i still love um there was a i mean i think a lot of movies i enjoy are really bad um i mean there's
0: I, a there's a whole other category that we didn't even talk about which are movies that are great that are actually bad
1: movies that are great that are actually bad yeah good movies sure like there's the movie bad. so there's the movie well that's actually just a bad movie that won an oscar like which the one? movie crash the first time i saw crash. the movie crash yeah i was like this is really amazing it's blowing my mind and it's like tackling race and it's and it's it's dealing with this sort of thing and it won an oscar for best picture and everybody looks back on that movie and goes how did that happen yeah it's not a good movie
0: yeah yeah uh i think people still are some people still like it for some reason but yeah that's a that's a perfect example it's a great movie that's actually a bad movie like uh the lord of the rings movies all of them are like in the 90%ages on rotten tomatoes great according movies. to the public great movies they're actually really, really bad. bad yep i mean the one that i always bring up on this podcast that makes so many people who are listening shake their head at me is uh the dark knight uh with great the movies. joker with the joker great movie it's actually a bad movie guys it's actually a bad movie uh and there's there's like this this like these movies that are are considered to be the greats are actually not great in any way and i mean I'm sure some of that is like uh, I'm sure everyone has those movies because it's a, yeah. there's a lot of personal preference amongst it. But uh, I, I think there are some movies that we can look at that are considered great. That if we just break them down, do they have voiceovers? Do they have an incontinuity of character? Do they have uh, like uh, uh, do they have uh, what was the other thing? The um, uh, uh,
1: it was nostalgia factor. There's
0: it's the nostalgia factor and uh, no no like the the things that make the movie bad. We talked oh things about the, the movie again. bad. Um, Voiceovers at the beginning. Lazy. Plot holes. Plot holes, uh, In continuity of the character types and stuff like that. If you look at Lord of the Rings, you're going to find all of those. Yeah. They all open with an alliance has formed between the two <laughs> Uh I mean, we didn't even talk about how something that makes a movie bad is where they say the name of the movie in the movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, they call him the Demolition Man. <laughs>
1: the lethal weapon I'm we're to, gonna
0: have to call you the lethal weapon
1: yeah i now i'm thinking of other bad movies that i enjoyed uh i saw one of the paranormal activity movies
0: mm-hmm. don't think of other bad movies you enjoyed think of other great movies that are actually bad
1: great movies that i great movies that are actually bad
0: like the lord of the rings movies like the lord of the rings like movies. the dark Knight.
1: um oh my i just God. want to say the dark Knight as many just, times as just, possible just,
0: just so people know yeah. yeah, I. Uh, but there, oh, but,
1: oh no, that's not a great movie. That's just what, a bad movie. Which movie? I keep thinking of bad movies. What movie? Dude, where's my car? <laughs> bad movie. <laughs> it's, okay. a bad movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bad movie. It's a bad movie. Great movie. That no, it's not a great. I had to keep checking myself here because it's yeah. not a. It's not a great. Anyway, movie. yeah,
0: like so. There's, there's, there's those out there too, but but I do think we should wrap this up. Um. Yeah. So, uh, any final thoughts on bad movies that you like to watch?
1: Final thoughts on bad movies. Uh, I think there's always going to be a market for them, and they're. As long as it's the right kind of bad movie, it's always going to get my money.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah, I would say uh, I think it's been really nice to talk through different kinds of bad like bad movies that are actually good and why we might like these bad movies and why we enjoy watching them. And that uh, I guess the reason people go to watch movies isn't always because they want to see a good movie, right? Sometimes you just want to go see a movie so you can relax. Sometimes you want to go see a movie so you can spend some time with a friend. Sometimes you want to go see a movie just because you want to see an explosion, uh yeah. and i think uh just because the movie's bad doesn't mean there isn't value in watching it i think is where what i'm what I'm i am come to at the really, end of this
1: i think that's yeah. a really great way to to end the podcast
0: yeah well thank you so much for uh so filling for steve this week scott i'm happy to fill in yeah and uh and uh, thank you listeners for uh putting up with a podcast <laughs> about bad movies this might be a bad podcast about great movies or a great podcast about bad movies <laughs>